Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. As energetic beings, and we are energetic beings, we're continually bombarded by unseen energies, electromagnetic waves, air pollution, sound pollutions, mental and emotional energies of other people, and even more than that. Well, Pamela Aloya is my guest today, and she knows that we can do something about this energetic bombardment, and she's here to share some tools and wisdom to help us stay centered and protected. Are you ready to meet her? Pamela Aloya is an energy healer and author, and she spent the last 20 years focusing on individual and collective energy healing. She's written many articles on health and wellness, as well as the books, 52 Pick-Me-Up, Rescuer Mindset, and Nurturing Healthy Change. Her new book is The Daily Cloak, A Spiritual Guide to Energetic Clearing and Protecting. Pamela guides people to understand themselves so that balanced decisions can be made and that living in alignment internally and externally is possible and achievable. You can find out more about Pamela and her work at PamelaAloya.com. Pamela, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. What does it mean to be energetically sensitive, especially now when it's just, it is nuts. I would imagine even the non-sensitive people are feeling something now. Yeah, you raise a good point there with you know, everybody being sensitive now with, with everything that's going on. And that is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to get the book out this year. I mean, ordinarily, energy sensitivity is, um, is an important topic. Uh, but this year, with everything going on, it obviously raises the, the whole importance of it in general, because there is so much of it and there is such an intensity to it. What I would say is that everyone is energy sensitive to some degree. We have all walked into a building, say a restaurant, and we've immediately said, oh, I kind of like this vibe, or hmm, not sure I really like it too much in here. We, we've done the same, we felt the same when we've gone to perhaps somebody's home or visited a specific place, so or, or sat in next to somebody, or you know, worked with somebody that we didn't particularly resonate with. So we're all sensitive to some degree. There are folks who are more sensitive than others and where they feel things uh, more intensely than other folks do. And, and this is where I feel our sensitivity is important and as it, it is essential for us to understand in terms of what we can do with that sensitivity. Like you said in the beginning, there is so much going on outside in normal times with regard to electromagnetic magnetic waves, other people's thoughts and emotions. And you, you couple that with the emotional impact that 2020 has had on us so far. We're accumulating and clearing and trying to stay centered throughout all of this. So for folks who are a little more 
sensitive or aware of that impact that all those energies have on us, having tools to clear and remain centered is very important. What happens when people don't honor their sensitivity or when they don't have tools to clear and protect themselves? What, what happens? A lot of folks will get very anxious. Uh, some will withdraw because they don't exactly know how to deal with what they're experiencing, especially when they step outside the home. But it can also occur inside the home. You know, um, in the Daily Cloak, we talk about clearing our spaces and protecting our spaces. And that's something that uh, is helpful for people to know, especially those who are sensitive. I've, uh, I've met people who aren't completely aware that they're sensitive and they become depressed. They start having some potential physical symptoms that occur and their overall vitality for life just decreases. Um, and sometimes you'll see that decrease very quickly over a short amount of time, and other times you'll see it decrease on, on, a, uh, on a smaller level. But there are definitely some negative impacts that occur if we're not aware of that sensitivity. So when we are aware and start to, the Daily Cloak has got some wonderful, I love listeners know that I love the books that are like really practical. Do these things, here's a list of things, here's a list of questions. So I super love the Daily Cloak. When we're aware of our sensitivity and we start to put some of these things in practice, what changes for us? What's the difference then when we are centered and protected? What I tell folks to do, at least initially, especially those who haven't been aware of their own sensitivity, is to start being aware of it and to start either a clearing exercise or a protection exercise. I prefer both, but some people like to start with one thing at a time, and that's, that's perfect. And what most people will come back with is that they are less anxious throughout the day. They are more objective. They don't take things as personally as they used to. Uh, they start making better choices because their mind is clearer. They're not jumbled. jumbled. It's not all jumbled with the information that, that they're getting and trying to evaluate and analyze. A lot of folks will start developing better coping skills because then they're, they're starting to understand how the energy affects them and what they can do about it. Uh, and so it's, it's really interesting to see what people's shifts are once they start becoming more aware and taking care of their own energetic health. Their vitality increases. Some folks will say they just have uh, a better positive outlook on life in general. Why did you call the book The Daily Cloak? The Daily Cloak has a wonderful symbolism. The cloak itself is a spiritual representation of creating a sacred space or a safe space for ourselves to do inner transformative work. And the cloak on the external side is a symbol of protection and keeping us free from harm while we're traveling, while we're doing our inner transformation. So I felt that the cloak symbolism was very apropos for what the book provided in terms of information. I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of the inside and outside. I was just, oh, I love it. I was just thinking of it as something that I would just put over me and then I would be protected. But I love, oh, I love that inner kind of that nurturing layer. Um, oh, gosh, I now I triple like it. Um, <laughs> is there mm, sometimes people who are feeling overwhelmed 
And it would make sense if people listening were feeling overwhelmed because of the times that we're living in and because our natural energetically sensitive nature can be kind of on overdrive with everything that's going on in the world. Is there something that a listener who, or a host, you know, who is feeling overwhelmed could do to start kind of our awareness of that cloak around us, an easy, basic thing that we could start to do that will calm things down, give us a little more room to maneuver? There's lots of things that we can do, and they're, they're, they're all very, very easy if, if you think about it. Um, and it can be very individual based on the person. So I'm just going to rattle off a few things that I find that are incredibly easy. The first thing that comes to mind is to create some space. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, mean that we need to create physical space, although it may. But creating space also means taking a deep breath so we can create some space inside our physical body, our mental body, and our emotional body. Because when we breathe and we take deep breaths, we allow our bodies to expand and create space within those bodies as opposed to keeping them close to ourselves. So taking a deep breath is always, you know, lots of parents have told their kids when they're growing up, you know, if you're feeling angry, count to 10, take a deep breath, count to 10. There is really value in that. Uh, to really focus on the breath. And, and a lot of what we do, uh, what I describe in the Daily Cloak, is incorporates the breath work too. Uh, another easy thing to do is to bring in colored light. I love, I love color. Color is so healing for, for each of us. And the color can change for what is appropriate for us minute to minute. But you can also have a go-to color. One of my go-to colors is pink. So if I surround myself in a bubble of pink light, and that just really is what it sounds like, sitting yourself in a bubble of pink light. And I always like to think that my angels or the source is sending me that bubble of pink light, clearing me out and keeping me protected. How do we know what color is the best for us? I feel that the best color for you is whatever comes up for you. If, if you're, a lot of times we have a favorite color because it makes us feel a certain way. And for folks who don't know what color to start with, that's a perfect place to start. What is your favorite color? Sit with yourself in that and see how you feel. Um, another way to do it is to be present. When you're doing, when you're bringing in color for yourself, whether it is through visualization with an energetic bubble around yourself or it's bringing in uh, a certain color of paint for your walls or your furniture, whatever it is, really sit and see how you feel with that color. Some people are very um, turned off by, um, by certain colors or repulsed by certain colors. Pay attention to that. You know, really pay attention to that. You don't want to put orange in a place where you want to relax if you find that orange is, is not for you. You may want to turn to a blue or a green. So it, I really encourage people to be present when they're experimenting with the colors and seeing where they feel the most comfortable. Mm. And then also experimenting with that further. What works for you one day may not work for you for the next. It may shift and being open to that. And if you're willing to be open to that and experiment, you're just opening up a whole world of opportunity for yourself. And at the same time, increasing your own intuition. I love this. I feel like you're speaking into the two things that at least I find are the, are the keys to 
not just energetic protection and health, but also to spiritual growth. You're speaking Mm -hmm. into trusting yourself enough to choose, Mm -hmm. stepping into your own power to choose, and you're speaking into flexibility. Not only can I choose whether it's my color or the method I'll use for energetic protection or whether or not I will employ that daily cloak, that daily clearing and protecting, I also trust myself enough to know that I can change it up when I need something different, that I'm not rigidly bound to a certain method or a certain response in any situation. Absolutely. And I feel that it is so important for people to know, you know, what you read, what you hear from certain people, I feel we need to internalize that and grow upon that, expand upon that, personalize that for ourselves. It's helpful to get that information and feedback from other people, but we can learn and know ourselves to such a degree that other people won't be able to. So being able to experiment and expand upon what you've learned, what you know, and the information you receive as you practice is paramount. And it's fun. You can be creative. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Pamela Aloya. Her new book is The Daily Cloak, A Spiritual Guide to Energetic Clearing and protecting. And you can find out more about Pamela and her work at PamelaAloya.com. Now I'm going to spell it. So are you ready? P-A-M-E-L-A-A-L-O-I-A.com. PamelaAloya.com. As we are experimenting with calling in different kinds of light, different ways to protect ourselves, how can we best kind of judge for ourselves what's working and what's not. One of the things that I notice when I'm working with students is that they um, may tend to apply certain energetic protection techniques and then just like really cross their fingers and hope it works Mm -hmm. instead of watching to see, wait a minute, is this a good one for me? Is there something else that might work better? So how can we gauge how well these things work for us? Mm -hmm. It really is about reflection. If we're able to reflect upon a situation, sometimes you don't even need to make time for it. You, let's say you put up some protection and you've cleared and you're in a situation and then a half hour into it, you start feeling um, anxious or drained or something where you're just, you're not on center. That alone is feedback. It's being aware of what is happening in the moment so that you can adjust it or say, okay, this didn't work in this situation. Uh, some people will have a go-to clearing and protection practice And that's good. I I think that's very valuable to have, but sometimes one size does not fit all. So you need to be aware and be present for what your body is experiencing on the physical, emotional, mental planes so that you can make adjustments and know what works. Because for instance, if you're going out shopping, some, some, let's just say we put up a, a two layers of light. I like to layer sometimes because that's just what I do. So I'll layer one or two layers of light out If I'm going into a bigger crowd, I know if I'm going to be seeing more and more people, I'll put animals um, or angels around or outside of those bubbles of light so I have that extra protection or that extra clearing. There are so many different ways, as you know, to to do this, but uh, to answer, to fully answer your question, it really is staying present and staying aware. Some people will even keep a journal of what they've done in the morning and come home and say, okay, this worked really well. This didn't. I had to replenish this about halfway through the day. How can I not have to do that the next day? Or what happens in the middle of my day that I wasn't prepared for where I needed to shift? And did I shift well? Did it work? 
it's really about uh, experimenting and reflecting upon what your experience is and how you feel. Mm. And I, you talk about how we are not just um, responsible for engaged in our own energetic protection and clearing, but that we also have a responsibility as we are engaged in the collective and in the environment. Can you speak a little bit of that, uh, to that, our energetic involvement in things beyond ourselves? Yes, there is, first and foremost, we are responsible for our own energetic blueprints and energetic signature that we bring to a situation. Once we have that kind of tied up really well and and understand that, we can then expand that information or practice to our living space, to other people, And I want to clarify, when I talk about doing that for other people, that doesn't mean we're taking on the responsibility of their being clear and protected fully. We can assist others in their process, in their life, in their practice, but it is always up to the the individual themselves to take on their own responsibility for their own energetic signature. So we want to be careful not to, to, to be, you know, not be the savior, quote unquote, but also allow people their opportunities to learn uh, through clearing and protecting or whatever other spiritual practices they have. But we can also use energetic clearing and protecting for uh, places. A lot of folks I know, especially now, a lot of light workers are sending light to the White House, to governments uh, across the world. And this is actually a practice that's been ongoing for many, many years. Anything we can do or any, any uh, group of people or the animals, you know, we can send light, prayer, music, uh, geometric shapes, whatever it is that we want to send for clearing and protecting to any group of people, places, things, our homes. Our homes are very, very uh, accepting of the energy that we give in terms of clearing and protecting. So there, there, is no, um, there is no right or wrong way to do this, and there is no limit to how we can apply these practices and to what. And there's that feeling, too, that um, because we aren't alone, because we are part as energetic beings, right? We are ourselves, but we are always part of something mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... I, I feel anyway that the times that we're living in, it's kind of an all-hands-on-deck call for the healers and the teachers and the way showers and the light bringers to show up, but we're not meant to show up um, ragged or, or bleeding or putting ourselves at risk, right? We're meant to show up cloaked. We're meant to show up centered and grounded and protected so that we can serve. Absolutely. And, and that's what, that's where the responsibility comes in, right? So we know, especially those of us who are, been doing this for a while, or even those that are just new to it and getting used to it, we know what takes us off center. We know what it feels like when we're off center. So we need to make sure that we are being um, aware of that and making sure we're not stepping out into a, I want to say volatile situation, but we want to make sure that we are the best energetically put together being that we can be when we go out into the world to do what we need to do, whether it's, you know, doing minor chores that we have to do. And 
what we do for our lights and what we do to share and, and help shift the world. When we are keeping ourselves centered and grounded, cleared and protected, you said a little bit at the beginning that sometimes that can try, right? When we're off balance, it can translate into the physical body. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that kind of a disciplined practice of this kind of clearing can affect our physical health in a positive way? Is it antiviral? I think that's what I'm asking. Um, is this antiviral? I do feel that the more energetically aligned, protected, and clear that we are, the healthier we can be. I alone, my story is that I, I did have a lot of health issues before I started on my energetic path. And when I started on my energetic path, about 75% of all my issues went away. So I really believe for me, yes, there are some physical benefits to being energetically healthy. Um, and I also used to work in hospice. Mm. Uh, I volunteered for hospice for a few years. And there is this one lovely lady who I would go visit. Uh, she was very uh, cantankerous, I guess is the right word. She was not <laughs> happy at all. She would try to grab you, spit on you. She just was not happy. Uh, so I would stand uh, at a safe distance and send her Reiki. Uh, and then I would leave. And I remember one time, leaving that facility and on the drive home, um, one of the nurses called me up and asked me if I had just been there. And I said, well, yes, I, I, I was. <laughs> Did I do something wrong? You know, I was, I was concerned. And she said, no, it, it seems that this woman is, is much more calm and, and at ease than any other time that I've been here before. Mm. And she asked me to let her know when I was going to be there again so she could time her visit with, with that woman. <sighs> so, I'll leave that. I love that story because it does show that it can be it can be helpful um, with the caveat that I am not a medical doctor, but I have seen that how energy work can help release any discord and discomfort in some physical symptoms. What do you think about the way our collective energy can change um, the balance of bodies that maybe aren't physical bodies, but collective bodies, organizations, groups, communities, planets. And as you say that, I'm, I'm, what comes to mind is when Robin Williams died. I remember driving around the next day and I was incredibly sad and I could not figure out why. I'm sitting there saying, okay, this is going well in my life. This is going well in my life, blah, blah, blah. And I finally got to the point, oh my goodness. It's the world. The world is sad that Robin Williams has passed. And so when you say that, uh, there is a deep connection. Uh, we are all connected. We have this web of light, whatever you want to call it, that we're connected by. We can, uh, as a group, collectively affect change. We see that through prayer groups. We see that with organizations who have a specific mission or a specific intent and they follow through on that. Uh, we see that uh, everywhere. So I, I think, I hope I'm answering your question. If we are collectively focusing an attention and focusing on the light of that intention, we can certainly invoke change in a positive way. Hmm. Pamela, we only have just a, just a minute or so left together. Can you let listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can find the book and find out more about your work? Yes, for sure. 
Uh, as you stated earlier, please feel free to go to my website at PamelaAloya.com. That's P-A-M-E-L-A-A-L-O-I-A.com. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And you can purchase the Daily Cloak at Amazon.com as well as BarnesandNoble.com. Wonderful. Um, Pamela, thank you so much for being on the show. It seems to me like a it's a timely reminder, I think, of the power that we have to shift our focus and shift our perspective and make meaningful change in the world. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Karen. That's Pamela Aloya. Her new book is The Daily Cloak, a spiritual guide to energetic clearing and protecting. You can find out more about Pamela and her work at PamelaAloya.com. That's P-A-M-E-L-E-E-L-A-A-L-O-I-A.com, PamelaAloya.com. And you're always welcome over at KarenHager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming uh, classes and events and also what's coming up next on this radio program. You're also free to book a private intuitive session there with me if you are so inclined. What Pamela was saying about the way in which our, um, our focus, our energy, our perspective, the way we shift energy can change the way things happen, change our perception of the world we live in is something I believe in very strongly. And my wife and I are working on a project called Open Peaceful Heart, where we are once a month doing a free 15-minute guided meditation that focuses on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. If you head over to openpeacefulheart.com, you can get details about our next call coming up on the first Sunday of every month. And also there's a library of guided meditations there for you to stream anytime that you want to shift your focus to peace in our hearts and peace in the world. We believe that when we come together in that way, that we can turn any tide. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.